listening to Hear the Turtle. Your hosts are Taylor Slife and Keith Snedden. Sports are back in College Park, and not only have we talked about football this week, Keith, but a ton of other fall sports back in action, men's soccer, women's soccer, field hockey, volleyball, and cross country. And I talked to a lot of people this week. That you had, had FaceTime with sports. everybody at Fall Sports <laughs> Media Day earlier this week. Taylor, you uh, did a couple one-on-one interviews and hopefully learned a couple things. I learned a lot of things from all of our fantastic fall sports coaches. And we're going to use this episode to go through interviews with every one of them. So this is your one-stop shop to get a nice little primer for all those fall sports season. And we will start with the head coach of the reigning national champions in men's college soccer. That's the man, Sasha Sarovsky, the Maryland legend. And talk to Sasha about a lot of different things, um, including replacing a ton of guys from last year, names you know, Amar Sadich, Donovan Pines, Dane Sinclair, Chase Gasper, Andrew Samuels, there's so many of them, Sebastian Ellie, um, and he's got a talented young group of guys and some returners that will jump into bigger roles, talk to Sasha about that and how he builds this unbelievable schedule. Terps opening the season against USF this, fr- this Thursday excuse me, at Ludwig Field, and then they've got Akron, they've got Indiana, they've got all the national names um, at home at Ludwig Field. So let's hear from Sasha as men's soccer begins their season on Thursday. We're back here at Fall Sports Media Day with the head coach of Maryland men's soccer, Sasha Sarovsky. Coach, first of all, you come off winning the national title, yeah. getting the ultimate yeah. prize. Have you reset your team's motivation during the preseason? Obviously, the ultimate goal every single year for you guys, national title. Have you reset that motivation so far? Yeah, I, I think we, we discussed it throughout the spring uh, that this is going to be a new chapter in the Maryland soccer book, and uh, it's, it's important to, uh, to follow that one. It's going to be a special chapter in our history, but we need to – create a new identity and we need to make sure that we understand all the things that we did to give ourselves a chance to compete and maybe play in the last weekend this year. Um, I think the players understood that. Um, I think we challenged them and I said, look, uh, as a coach, I've never been back-to-back champions. So so we have a goal that we've never accomplished. So maybe this is something we can do. Uh, but no, I, I think that we've we got a bunch of really good character kids and they, they're competitive and they, they know that last year, uh, although they played a, a big part in it, some of them have a bigger part to play, and some of them it's a it's a new challenge. We've got 14 new players, so um, I think it was fairly simple to to uh, to move forward. As you said, you bring in a ton of new players and have people that need to step up after losing a ton yeah. of contributors, captains, guys yeah. like Amar Sadich, Andrew Samuels, yeah. and a great contributor in Donovan Pines, yeah. Dane St. Clair, Chase Gasper. The names go on and on and on and on. <laughs> now you're making me feel bad. <laughs> <laughs> How do you integrate those new guys with some of the veteran guys that have stepped up, people like Johannes Bergman and Eli Cronally? How have you seen that kind of go over the first few weeks that this group's been together? Well, as I said, you know they have increased roles. Both Johannes and Eli are captains. Uh, last year they were very important pieces, but now they have to become even bigger pieces, bigger voices of the team. Uh, bigger roles on and off the field uh, and I think they're ready for that um, but we have a lot of players that have uh, uh, been waiting in the wings guys like Brian Padilla guys like Nick Richardson who were injured most of last year uh, Matt and Ben DeRosa who played big roles uh, throughout the year and down the stretch guys like Brett St. Martin and Justin Geelan who are waiting for a bigger role who uh, worked real hard so we had a nice spring this year uh, we're also bringing in some some very talented newcomers luke brown's an experienced guy that will have an effect on the team this year eric matzilevich who was uh you know played a, a, a rotation role with sebastian elney who's capable of, of of scoring goals and doing some things so we had a good spring it's been a, a good preseason. uh we've already i think become stronger through uh through the last 12 days and 
our schedule is going to test us early on, like it always does. And I think if we can come through it, we know we have the makings of a good team. I was going to ask exactly about that. Every single year, you put together a gauntlet for yeah. the team, and, and it worked out last year. You started a little slow and then went on that huge run at the end. Go through that sort of early part of the schedule and how that's going to impact your team as they move forward towards postseason play. Yeah, I've, I've always wanted to make sure I see what are going to be our strengths and what are going to be our weaknesses early on. Um, and whether we win the first three, four games or, or five, or whether we lose them all, we know that we can, we still have an opportunity to recover or to get stronger, to get better. Um, and I think every year we've had really successful years, we've had a schedule like this. Um, so I want to make sure that we keep doing that. And obviously, we're, we opened up with a really good South Florida team that was maybe a, a, another win away from making the NCAA tournament last year. And then we have, you know, Murderer's Row with, uh, with Virginia <laughs> and UCLA and Akron uh, just in the first four games. Uh, um, and the schedule doesn't get any weaker after that. But, but, but these games are going to tell us something. Uh, you know, they're going to show areas that we have to get better in terms of our roles and responsibilities, in terms of how connected we are, in terms of the flow of going forward or, or transition to, to defense. Um, it's going to show us that. Hopefully, we can get some good good results there. But at the same time, I think uh, uh, that's exactly what I want as a coach. A lot of good matches for Maryland soccer fans to come out to. Maryland men's soccer opens the season this Thursday against USF at 8 p.m. at Ludwig Field. And then is it Audi Field next Monday to play Virginia at 6 p.m.? Head coach Shasta Sharofsky, appreciate your time. Great to be with you. Get to Ludwig. Back here on Here the Turtle, and as I said, men's soccer beginning their season on Thursday. Also a huge game against Virginia Keith at Audi Field, um, an ACC uh, rivalry renewed at 6 p.m. on Labor Day Monday. Terps also host Akron and Indiana rematches of the national final and national semifinal on an unbelievable schedule. But... That's not the only legend we had on. Missy Mahard, Keith, um, from field hockey, um, returns after going to the national championship two years in a row, um, brings back eight starters, and has a very talented young attacking group. And every time I talk to Missy, I learn something new, which means everyone will learn something new. That's how smart she is, how much of a great coach she is. Let's get to Missy. We're back here at Fall Sports Media Day with the head coach of Maryland Field Hockey, Missy Maharg. And first of all, coach, every year, you're, you know, when you're in the top 10, you're, you're competing for a national title. What have you seen so far from your group that makes you hope you can get back to that precipice of that this year again? Well, we have eight returning starters. That really helps. 16 overall returners um, and some wicked, talented incoming. Uh, we've got a freshman, Emma DeBurdine, who's the younger sister of Brooke DeBurdine, who is a flare up front, speed, uh, sp scoring. Uh, she's been working a lot with uh, Katie Bam, uh, one of the best scorers at Maryland ever, I think still holds our record, and a uh, two-time <laughs> Olympian and, and probably the greatest center forward in the United States. So I have to say our front line with that young woman in particular um, and, and Kyler Greenwald up front, I think uh, we have a lot of scoring power. Uh, we have a new player in Linda Cabano. Linda is from Germany, and she's a fantastic defender, natural defender, and of course I think uh, Madison McGuire is playing the best that she has played since she's been at Maryland. Huge contributor to the level of physio that our women are. She really ran that this summer and uh, she can play in the midfield, she can run the front field. Uh, she's super exciting. Talk about the leadership of that older group. You've had yeah. a team that's been to the national championship game two years in a row, so the experience is all there. How they sort of helped your younger um, girls get into the flow of things? Well, there always does seem to be that trend. When you get there, there's definitely practicing, but I think the biggest thing is the ability to stay present. Um, we can work as hard as we want, but a game like hockey where you can only score from inside each little semicircle, you got to take care of your goaltending and your defense. And right now, our biggest 
uh, challenge. Our biggest uh, focus point is is uh, who's going to open up in goal. Um, and Bodil Coase, you know, our, our, our junior captain uh, back there, will will have a, a big influence in in our backfield. What's it like to, to bring your team in for another preseason after getting so close to winning it all two years in a row? Not to bring up a sore subject, yeah. but that's the storyline for your team, and, and that's w where you want your kids to be yeah. every single year with the chance to take home that ultimate prize. How's your team responded to that? Because um, that can obviously bring a team down at sometimes a little bit of adversity. How have your girls responded to that? You know, um, I have... I've had this in my career before where we've been to a couple Final Fours and I haven't won. I will say, um, I don't know whether we went back to back. I feel like when we won back to back, we've won the second time. But I am super not interested in statistics like that. <laughs> and I think probably the reason I'm still coaching is because I love staying present and I love looking at every year as a new year. But you would have to ask the women. Um, I don't know how they think. Um, I was intrigued that Bodil referenced it. and uh, But that's way down the road. I mean, that is, that's three and a half months. Uh, we are with Richmond here on Friday and uh, we've got a, uh, and we have two great goalies that will compete super well and we'll be able to see who's going to be handling the synergy with our deep defense the most and we've got great goal scoring so uh, putting that together and uh, you know come November you know it, it's anybody's time and um, we certainly uh, plan to be ready as always we have all good intentions of being champions that's what we like to let's what we like to do as your reference you can't get to the end of the road without the start you start yeah. Richmond six o'clock on Friday where do you want to see, what do you want to see from your team in this opening few games as you move towards conference play where where do you want to see the team progress the yeah. most? Uh, I think just uh, get on the front foot, uh, open up the match. You know, this year we've lost 10 minutes of our regulation of time, so we're playing four quarters. Not sure if you knew that, but um, so that's the FIH setup and the format of a match. Um, 15 minutes, it goes so quickly. Um, we've been practicing it, and, and quite frankly, I have never coached that period of time. I think game management-wise, you just have to have clarity. Uh, you have to understand, an athlete, we might not have as much rotation. We're not sure yet, but I think one of the biggest things is the second you step on that field, 15 minutes is not a period of time that you kind of want to build into how you're going to be playing. I want, I want people to have to chase Maryland, and I want to play so on the front foot, organized, discipline in the back, and high tempo up front. Missy, I never have a conversation with you where I don't learn something new about field hockey, and I just learned something new over the past minute right there. Maryland field hockey opens the season on Friday against Richmond at the Plex, a new field. So pack Beautiful the place. There it is. AstroTurf. Love it. Come Missy watch loves play. it. We love it. Come watch them. Six o'clock Friday. Thanks for giving us your Thanks. time, Coach. Back here and here, the turtle. Can't wait to see what Missy Maharg does with that group. They'll be in contention, ranked number two preseason uh, this year. They will be in contention to once again get back to the national title game, hopefully get over the hump and bring home a trophy to College Park. There's one team that's already in action, and that is Maryland women's soccer coming off a 2-0 and weekend at home, beating Georgia Southern, and then a very impressive overtime win over NJIT where they left it to the last and got it done. Um, and, and head coach Ray Leon now um, trying to get his program to where it wants to be, get to that Big Ten tournament, get to that NCAA tournament. Likes how his girls are progressing so far this year, and there's no better way to start than 2-0. Let's get to Ray and hear what he has to say. We're here on Fall Sports Media Day with the head coach of Maryland Women's Soccer, Ray Leon. Coach, thanks for giving us a little bit of your time. Thank you very much for having me. First of all, off to a 2-0 start, wins against NJIT and Georgia Southern. What have you seen from your team so far that you like um, after a 2-0 start? Well, it's just a good camaraderie from the team, and it's showing up on the field. They're, they're moving the ball, they're defending together, and they're just playing hard. So far, you guys, you know, left it a little bit late. Hope Lewandowski gets you the overtime goal um, in that last one. Really exciting moment for her. Um, that's sort of an upperclassman stepping up, and it seems like you guys kind of have your upperclassmen health, healthy at this point. Alyssa Porch, um, Michaela Day's up top. What do you see offensively from this group that gets you excited? I'm very excited about the offense because there's a lot of shots on goal. It wasn't just 
We, yeah, you only scored three, but there was a lot of shots on goal, and the goalkeepers had to had to make some some things happen. So there's good runs up top. There's good energy. There's a good kind of attacking mindset, and that's what I'm loving right now. What have you seen from the leadership part of your group so far? It seems like you guys all pulling in the right direction. Who's providing that to you from a player perspective? Well, I think what we're our approach is that everyone has to have a role here. Everyone has to be a leader. We do have a leadership committee of. Uh, a council of six, but really it's more than that. It's the returners are teaching the freshmen how, how it works here. And, um, and I can see this on the field. I think it still has to grow because everyone has to, to be in that role. Even in the, in the game the other day, a freshman needed to speak up and she didn't. She didn't need, because it doesn't matter. If you're out there on the field, you got to speak. You've got a nice sort of defensive core, Aaron Seppi between the sticks, and then Malik Days and Adley Broadbent in that center back position. They seem to be really a solid core back there. The guys have played pretty well defensively, only given up the one own goal against Georgia Southern, so nothing really in the run of play against you guys from an opposing team. What have you liked defensively so far? Well, it, this the back four takes time to develop, and, and it's really, it really is like it's, it's a team within a team. So with Seppi, you know, anchoring that, and, and, and Millie and Addy doing their part at center back, it's, it's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to continue to be a, a big focal point of our team to make that a tight line. You, you come off of two home games, you now travel down to play Auburn and Georgia down at Georgia, a little bit more of a challenging test. How do you see your team growing in this weekend as you go on the road for the first time? Well, it's going to be a great measurement. We're taking everybody, so it's going to be a great kind of experience for our team uh, to play two SEC powerhouses. Uh, Virginia Tech is an ACC powerhouse, so four big five teams in one venue, it's going to be something else, and it's going to be a good measuring stick for our team. You guys have played very well in non-conference play the past few years and then have tried to translate that into conference play. Obviously, the Big Ten very deep every single year. How do you, where do you want your team to be by the time you get to conference play so you can go to try to get in that Big Ten tournament? Well, I think we want to know ourselves and say, you know, what are we good at, and let's keep working on that. Um, play different styles. We've already played two teams that played differently against us play different styles and, and be ready to kind of problem solve in the game because that's what the Big Ten is about. It's a, it's a, it's a real gauntlet of unbelievable teams. And then finally, just a point of reflection for you. When you got here, a Maryland native, you know, every time you sort of talk about putting that Maryland logo on, it gives you a little bit of a smile. Your last few years here, just reflect back on that, just coaching at Maryland, coming back to your hometown after numerous stops at other places. What's that been like the last few years? Uh, well, as you can tell, it puts a smile on my face <laughs> just thinking about my journey to get to University of Maryland. Um, I love coaching these kids. I love coaching at this university, and, and I'm really proud to be a Terp. As we said, women's soccer heads down to Georgia to play Georgia and Auburn. Back at home for George Mason next Thursday. Head coach Ray Leone, thanks for coming on. Thank you. Great to hear from Ray Leone. Seems like women's soccer's got it trending in the right direction. A couple of big games coming up this week on the road against Auburn and Georgia, and then they're back home against George Mason as they roll through the non-conference slate. Speaking of teams that were on the precipice, we talked about women's soccer trying to get to the precipice of the Big Ten NCAA tournament. Volleyball was right there, and Adam Hughes' first season at the helm of the volleyball program just missed the NCAA tournament, and they returned pretty much everybody that contributed um, in a major way, including the first ever all preseason all Big Ten selection in program history in Erica Pritchard, a very, very talented um, individual. Uh, so Adam talked about a lot of different things. He loves the chemistry of this team, returning all of these people. Had a ton of girls go internationally in play to give them some very valuable experience. And my man Adam knows how to schedule. He's going to get that RPI in the right direction to get to that NCAA tournament. Let's hear from Coach Hughes as he enters his second season. 
We're back here at Fall Sports Media Day with the head coach of Maryland Volleyball, Adam Hughes. Coach, thanks for even assuming your time. First of all, you guys opened this weekend. You've gone through a couple weeks of preseason. What have you liked so far from how your groups improved from when they got to College Park? Well, one of the benefits we had was we turned a lot from last season. So I thought we had a really good spring semester. Um, NCAA rules don't give us a lot of time to work with our kids in the summer. We, we really don't get to see them at all. Um, but they came back, and they were in really good shape. And so I feel like we started day one a lot farther ahead than we've ever done. So I'm excited about the group. I think they've done a really good job for the last couple of weeks. We just want to see somebody other than ourselves. You talk about that continuity. You bring back a ton of major contributors from a team that played very, very well last season and what's a great conference in the Big Ten. How do you see that continuity coming together from a chemistry perspective where you don't have to really add a lot of new pieces and you can kind of keep the ball rolling from last year? For sure. I mean, to add to that, we had three players who were lucky to go uh, spend some time playing overseas this summer. And so they brought back some of that knowledge and you know, seeing different styles of play. And uh, I think they've done a good job explaining that. And um, so we, we've got some from the past, and we've got a lot returning, but seeing some things from a different angle. And uh, I think that's really helped our preseason. You, you obviously come off a season which you were so close to making the NCAA tournament, not to bring up a sore yeah, subject. But for sure. You, you get very, very close. How do you then re-motivate the team? Or is it easy to motivate them when you get so close to your ultimate goal and you don't sure. get there? Did they come back with sort of an edge after a season like that? Yeah, for sure. I mean, we've sat in the video room waiting to see if our name would be called the last two years and uh, I think they realize that the window is very small um, the conference presents some challenges just because it's so good from top to bottom so we know we have to be good out of the gate we have to have a really good preseason and uh, I think you see that with how they've approached preseason they've kind of attacked it and they know that every win matters for you personally you come off your first season as a head coach which is obviously a learning experience for anybody yeah. what can you take from what you learned last year and apply it to this year as you try to get to the NCAA tournament? yeah I felt like last year I was just drinking from a like a fire hose <laughs> and I was, uh, but but it helped just because we had some continuity with the staff and uh, I think the players were all committed to each other in the group so that made things a lot easier this year I think we're just adding more elements we're looking at the details um, some things that maybe we overlooked last year that I think will have a big impact on this group and then finally where do you think your team needs to be by Big Ten play it's the best volleyball conference For in the sure. country there is no easy match in it and you sort of have to build throughout these non-conference games where do you want it what do you want to see from your team the next few weeks as they go through that yeah I think um, we're, we're trying to find some continuity which is some of the relationships on the court and uh, we're playing a lot of different styles in the beginning of preseason which will help so we're playing some power five teams we're also playing some smaller teams some mid-majors that play a little bit faster and they uh, they challenge you in different ways and I think you'll see that in the Big Ten there's a lot of different styles we'll see as well so preseason for us uh, is is a good gauge we'll also play in a couple uh, tough road environments um, we're heading to South Carolina, and they do a good job with having a crowd that's on top of you, kind of like the pavilion. So um, seeing those different elements and playing in different crowds, I think will, will help us get ready for the Big Ten. Maryland Volleyball opens the season this weekend at NC State when they play Austin P and Kansas State, then comes back home next Monday to play Howard at 6 o'clock in the Xfinity Center Pavilion. Head coach Adam Hughes, appreciate it. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Great stuff there from Adam Hughes, a guy that is one of the best young coaches in the country and I think is going to continue to lead Maryland Volleyball to new heights. Make sure to check them out. That pavilion can really get rocking. Volleyball an incredibly exciting sport. You're getting the best of the best in the Big Ten. One final interview to get to, and it's the head coach of Maryland track and field and cross country, Andrew Valman. Focus mostly on that cross country right now. That's the first season for track as they go cross country, then go indoor, then go outdoor. Coach V's been around this university for a long time, done a very good job at the helm of the track and field and cross country program and likes his group. A little bit of a mix of, re of returners um, that have got very good experience last year and look prime for a breakout. And then he's got some young talented local freshman um, that he's brought in to supplement in that cross-country program as they try to build towards the Big Ten uh, championships. One of those sports where you don't want to peak early. You're really trying to peak to the end of the year. Big Ten sends Let's listen to Coach V.
We're back here at Fall Sports Media Day with the head coach of Maryland Track and Field and Cross Country, Andrew Valman. First of all, Coach V, you guys opened the season this weekend. What have you seen so far in preseason? Because Cross Country is interesting one. You're just trying to peak mm -hmm. for the end of the year. So really these early ones are just trying right. to get everyone to where they need to be. What have you seen from your squad so far? Just the cohesiveness. You know, the team has come together. They're excited about it. We're going to run almost everyone this weekend. Um, Friday. Um, we're mixed with seniors and some young kids, so we're looking forward to the results. Going to ask you, have some upperclassmen back that you expect obviously to contribute a lot. What have you seen from them so far in the preseason and from their leadership especially? The biggest thing is the leadership. Catherine and Britt Lang have taken the team under their wing and just said, hey, let's go ahead and do it. And you got Paige uh, Novak, Anna uh, Lasko, and of course Carolyn Agelli. So that strong senior group is going to be successful with our young kids mixed in. So we're excited about the future. I was going to say you guys bring in talented young guys every single season. What yeah. do you see from your cross-country athletes so far? They've been in, obviously, for mm -hmm. a couple of weeks. You've, you've been able to see them. What do you, who do you think is going to contribute out of that younger group? The enthusiasm. I, I think that's what they bring to the table. Um, we hashtag DMV, so we brought six young ladies in from the DMV. So that was our focus this year, to try to bring in more local kids and increase the awareness, kind of similar to what football is doing. Obviously, you have your cross-country season, but you guys go through the winter, through mm -hmm. the spring. It's mm -hmm. an all-year right. thing. Where do you see just your overall track and field program as you enter the 2019-20 season? What are you guys trying to accomplish as you go through after some big success last season? Visibility. I think Catherine is primed right now to go ahead and do something pretty special in cross-country. We've had an NCAA qualifier the last couple of years, and so um, between Catherine, Britt, Christine Laurie, a lot of our kids, we're looking to go back to the NCAAs. And then finally, on a personal level for you, we're getting close to the Summer Olympics. You obviously a former Olympian, a former Olympic coach. You've got to be starting to feel that <laughs> buzz a little bit in the pit of your stomach. Like, we're in an Olympic year. What's that feel like for you as we head towards uh, Tokyo? I just want to make sure our world record stays one more time. <laughs> That's about it. We got to keep... Just one more. You just gotta one keep, more cycle, then I'm good. <laughs> keep Andrew Bowman on the record book. That's all I keep him as the head coach of cross-country track and field for Maryland. Maryland Cross Country opens the season on Friday at the Mount St. Mary's Tools. Coach V, appreciate you. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Some great stuff from all of our Olympic sports head coaches. Love talking to all of them. Um, they ex expect to do um, some great things with those programs this year. Just to remind you of where you can see all of them coming up. Men's soccer opens the season Thursday night at 8 o'clock against USF. Ludwig Field will be rocking. They've got some big games coming up after that. Women's soccer back at home next Thursday at Ludwig Field if you're going on the road this weekend and trying to continue that hot start. Volleyball is at NC State this weekend. They play two matches Saturday, but come back home Monday night at 6 o'clock against Howard in the Xfinity Center Pavilion looking to get off on the right track. And Adam Hughes' second year cross-country um, starts the season this weekend at the, Saint at the Mount St. Mary's Duels. Not the St. Mary's Duels, the Mount St. Mary's Duels uh, as they try to sort of get their season going. And then field hockey is at the field hockey and lacrosse complex. Pack that plex. Um, Richmond at 6 o'clock on Friday. So that's where you can get all of your short-term stuff. Obviously, go to umterps.com. Schedule out your fall sports season. All of the teams looking very exciting this year. That's enough for us. Make sure to follow Hear the Turtle on all the social media channels, at Hear the Turtle on Twitter, at Hear the Turtle on Instagram. Follow me and Keith at wherever the heck you can find us, and we'll see you next week. Go Terps.